Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Leadership with our guest, Nicole Middleton, all the way from New Zealand, which is totally awesome. And I love the name of your podcast. That's called We Are Wildfire. Ladies and gentlemen, if that doesn't light a fire under you, I don't know what will. (laughs) So welcome, Nicole. I'll let you introduce yourself to our audience and then we're going to go from there. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dawn. I am Nicole Middleton and yeah, We Are Wildfire has been a part of me for over two years now um, or even longer than that. I just, there was something I kept writing down in all my journals and I was like, I need to bring this to life. And it actually stayed in some of my journals and my meditations for about two years before I actually decided to run with that name. And some people have said, oh, it needs to be more clear. Like, what do you actually do? And I was like, nope, We Are Wildfire is staying because it makes me feel lit up and on fire. And and that if I can stay in that mindset and that energy, then whatever I put out into the brand will actually be doing something. It'll actually light other people up. So... What it is, essentially, and what I do is I help you embody the holy shit version of you, the limitless version of you that is here to live a lit up life, whatever that life may be. Um, It is literally about stepping into your own personal power, your leadership, your um, authenticity so that you can start living life your way. Um, And a lot of the time I also help people start businesses because going from the corporate life into doing things your own way is so, so, so powerful. And having the freedom and the impact and the influence that you can over your own life rather than being in a system of just surviving. And I help people move into this beautiful, epic, thriving life, which is the lit up lifestyle. So, yeah. See, I love that. And you're right. When we start talking to people that have been in corporate careers and then they realize that there's something more out there, there is something more for them to investigate that is so worth it. And I've seen so many that have went to career coaches just to turn around and say, you know what? I want to start my own business. I want to mm-hmm. be my own solar entrepreneur and I just want to go for it. And that's one thing that I've noticed throughout my last couple of years is they're willing to take that risk. They're willing to take that chance. Yeah, it's time. I think people get to that stage of their life that they've been doing the same thing on repeat day in and day out. And they're still feeling like there's something more, there's something missing. So when they actually take that move to go, hey, what if I actually did this thing? Like, yes, it might sound crazy and and it's a bit hectic and, oh, it's a little bit scary, but what if I actually did it? And that what if I actually did it is all the fuel that you need to actually do it. And the thing is, we don't understand in the beginning that all the people that are so freaking successful started off going, Eek, I'm so scared. I don't know if I can do this. They all started off there until they actually started taking action and failing forward and doing the thing and learning as they went along. But it is really, really scary to move from the the safety of your comfort zone, especially if you've got a family and responsibility and all of those things 
to going just outside your comfort zone and just expanding that a little bit more to doing something a little bit more wild with your life. And, <laughs> oh, I just think it's the most beautiful thing ever because that what if moment, like what if I can actually do this, is that is that that's that initial spark that you have within you. And then when you start taking action on it and you see all the possibilities unfold from whatever business you decide to start because there's so many options everyone's like what should i do there's so much you can do oh, um, yeah. but yeah as soon as a possibility starts to unfold people are like oh my gosh why did i not do this sooner why did i not do this sooner <laughs> so on that note what got you started on we are wildfire in coaching what got you yeah. started so I, I've been in uh, my entire life, I've been kind of in that mode of there has to be more than this. So I'm just lucky that I, I got to that feeling very, very early on in my life. I used to watch my parents come home and complain about their jobs and just be like, just complain constantly and hate their jobs and just be like this oh I have to go to my job and do the thing and then come home and complain about it and I swore to myself that I wouldn't do that that I would not be in a job for 20 40 50 years and be like I hate my job I'm like no I just I can't do that so early on in my my life and my career I went into a job and I'd be like, eek, this is not for me. No, thanks. And I would move to a different one. And overdoing that, even though that's traditionally not a good thing to do, and traditionally it's quite flaky and it doesn't look good on your CV and all of those things, I did that um, because I was honoring myself and what felt good for me. So when I was doing that, I started to realize what actually lit me up and what didn't. And I got to a stage at, at, at one point where I actually decided to go completely off the grid. And I went um, to cruise on the cruise ships and I started doing things on the cruise ships, which was absolutely amazing. And it took me away from this normal reality of sitting behind a desk, doing the thing, going home, eating dinner, waking up in the morning, doing the thing again. And I was like, no. So when I actually did the cruise ships, I was like, there is more to life than sitting behind a desk. And it was epic, but it also wasn't quite reality because I couldn't be, I, I mean, I guess I could be on the cruise ships for the rest of my life, but it's not really sustainable if you do want a family and you want to settle down and do all those kind of things. Yeah. But then I also had this part of me that was like, that can't also be all there is to life. Like get a boyfriend, get a job, get a husband, get the dog, get the kid. And then you're done. You're like waiting to die. <laughs> I was like, that can't be it. So I had a mini breakdown, a quarter life crisis as they would call it. Um, at about like 23 with a friend that just came out of nowhere. And I was like, what the hell? And when I started investigating what it is that I actually wanted to do, um, I decided I wanted to start a business, didn't know what to do. Um, so I decided I'm going to start a social media management business. I did a course. I called this person to do my website. And as she was like consulting with me to build my website, she was like, but it kind of sounds to me that you just want to help people. Why are you starting the social media management business? And I was like, well, 
I thought I would do like this real job first, like a real business first, like this physical you know, product kind of thing first, and then build myself up into the real thing that I want to do, which is help people. And she was like, nah, just do the thing you want to do. And I was like, wow, <laughs> so profound. <laughs> so I did that. I scrapped the whole social media management thing. And I, I went on pursuits of becoming a coach and helping people, you know, feel empowered and take action on their life. And that was the most interesting thing ever for me. And that journey has been the journey of the last almost three years now of building that business and help and becoming that coach that I am now. So it's been interesting. <laughs> But it's amazing. <laughs> I was just going to say, you have had an eclectic life already. So mm -hmm. going from and realizing, and you're right, you did realize it when you were young. And that's a good thing. That's mm -hmm. It doesn't make it any different. It doesn't make it any worse, any better. It's just something that we all realize at different stages of our lives. And you just happen to get really lucky and do it while you are younger. And you're going like, no, I don't want to continue the social norm. No, I don't want to continue this. And I can see why you felt that way because I would listen to my grandparents and they worked in textiles all of mm -hmm. their life. And I listened to him. He had retired. Mm -hmm. He only had $80,000 in retirement. The state wow. and federal taxes took over half of that. Oh. And when I realized that, holy crap, I can't just be an hourly worker there's mm -hmm. got to be something more. And because of my something more, I ended up with a master's degree in leadership and management. Oh, and, but now I made <laughs> $80,000 in debt. <laughs> and I'm going like, you know, I was trying to get away from not having the option to not have that much of a retirement because I bought that hook, line, and sinker. Mm -hmm. And I'm going like, and now I'm 47, and I'm going like, there is a whole lot more to life than just this. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a whole lot more. And the past two years has really been a journey for myself to literally find what I'm good at because I still did not have trust in myself. I still doubted myself because I was going like, and I'm like you when a lot of people were going like, but you helped so many people. And I'm going like, who have I helped? And <laughs> they're going like, you helped this person, this person, this person. I've helped people either go back to school. I've helped them land interviews. I mean, it's just a gamut of things. And they're going like, why aren't you coaching people? I was mm -hmm. like, never thought about it. Yeah. Never crossed my mind. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's the thing. Often we need like this, this um, reassurance or this invitation from other people for us to see our own greatness because often our greatness is, is, is hidden because it's so natural to us. Like obviously the way you coaching people and me coaching people, it just comes so naturally. I, and when this woman said this to me and I actually – looked back at my entire life and the patterns in my life, 
I noticed that I'd been my coach my entire life. Every business that I'd ever been involved in, I was the person that took on the newbies and nurtured them and grew them. And that was the part that I loved the most. So even though if we had a manager, maybe I was assistant manager, and I was like, I'll take the new people and I will train them up and I will nurture them. That was like my favorite part of the job, the leadership, the the growing and um helping people grow was my absolute passion and then looking at other patterns with my friends and I was the person that would give them all the advice and sit them down and and help them through all their difficult times and then just little smaller moments in in between that where I just be involved in some of my parents' conversations or my friends of my parents' conversations. And these would be like 40, 50-year-olds talking to a 20-year-old going, how did you get so wise? Like you're 20 or you're 23 or like what is happening here? So when I looked back after being told by someone else, you're really good at this, I was like, hmm, Maybe I am. And that was the only permission that I needed to investigate this part of me. And I think it's so powerful that that is a a clue. We have to listen to the people around us because often it's being disguised, our genius, our power. We don't see it because it comes so naturally. So we need to listen to our friends and family members that are saying, hey, you're good at this thing. Why don't you do this thing? And we're like, nah. That like you can't make money from that. Like that's too simple. Like it gets to be easy, guys. It gets to you can do the easy thing. Like just like me coaching people just because I absolutely love it and it brings me joy. It is the easy thing. Like yes, there's just more difficult things like actually running a business and starting it and marketing it and doing all of those things. But the easy part of it is the part that is my genius, which is the coaching part. Yeah. So your genius when you actually uncover it is powerful even though it's easy for you it's like magic to everybody around you so (laughs) it definitely is and once you realize that and especially I love that you brought up that as a ASM, you took the initiative to train people so Mm -hmm. you were doing that leadership capacity and you probably didn't even realize that you were really doing that and teaching future leaders too as well Mm -hmm. and i think that's one thing as companies and as we grow i've worked for the largest retailer in the world Mm -hmm. and i I started down at the bottom and then you know grew with the company and as we continued to grow and i grew into those leadership roles It's amazing to see the impact that you can have on people. You can Mm -hmm. impact future leaders of your company, of your organization. And sometimes impacting those future leaders is recognizing maybe that they're not a good fit for that company. Have you Mm -hmm. ever had that conversation, Nicole? Ooh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I've had a couple of hard discussions or conversations with people. Um, mainly because they had um, their, a certain idea of what they would get out of a company or an, or a role and they weren't getting it. So their entire 
um, motivation and drive and everything just fell apart. So it was about having that conversation, like what actually, what actually lights you up? And it always goes back to that. It always goes back to like, what the hell are you doing here? Because life is freaking short and you need to do the thing that actually lights you up. Like, what is your why? What, why are you here? Because the, the what kills me the most and that's part of my mission is hearing your story about your grandparents is that we work our entire lives miserable to get to this retirement that we hope is going to be good enough for us to maybe live the last 20 years of our lives yeah. and almost all of the time it's not enough to live the last little bit of our lives it's the only what it is going to do is help you maybe survive and stress over money and not do anything. And basically all you get to do is like sit outside on your porch and watch the birds because that's all you can afford to do. Whereas you've thought and your your idea has been to build up this wealth your entire life while you're working and you're serving company so that you can maybe one day go travel. And even if you do build up that money and you've got the retirement, you're too old to go travel. Yes. You've hurt your knee or got a knee replacement or something ridiculous happened. And now you can't go on that Antarctica trip or to the freaking, you know, old city of Croatia because there's cobblestones and you won't be able to take the walk, you know, and all of these kind of things are happening. So I'm just passionate about helping you live your life now, taking your life into your own hands now. Like, and a lot of the time it comes from starting a side project that's going to give you extra funds to build into that or just going you know what hell I'm just going to do my own thing completely I'm just going to take a risk and just go into this and and do it and go into your own business and build something but I think I mean we are we're on the unstoppable leadership podcast so you have to know that if you're a leader and you you know about um, business and stuff like that it's always a good thing to have multiple streams of income so it's always a good idea to not put all your eggs into one basket but we currently are doing that anyway with a company we're yeah. putting all our eggs into one basket with a company that's not actually paying us out what we could be earning in our own company yes. or different income streams or any other things but we're too busy surviving that we don't even have the capacity and the freedom to look for these other income streams or to look for other possibilities because we literally go to our job, we do all the hard work, we come home, we do dinner, we do kids, we do paying bills, we do all the things, and then we start over again the next day and it's the same day on repeat for years and years and years until hopefully you realize that you need more than this and hopefully you take some action because otherwise it's too late and you're 80 and you're like shit although i will have to say i have seen 80 year olds up on stage that are still kicking it pretty freaking wow. good and that's the reason i'm going like i want to grow up like you just yeah Tell me but how the you reason, did that. <laughs> the reason why they're kicking it though, it's because they're yeah. doing what lights them up. They're exactly. not killing their soul. And that's the beauty of it is that, you know, when, you, when you're doing the, the, the thing that lights your soul up, it fuels you. It gives you the energy. When you're working a job that you hate, or even if you don't hate it, you just, it doesn't light you up. It's just a thing that you do. 
but you're working that it's not fueling your energy so you don't have more capacity but as soon as you tap into something that is just like fire it gives you more energy like that and that's the beauty of the starting your own business that you're passionate about a lot of the the objections that people have is that they don't have the time or the energy to put into their own business and what happens though is when you actually dig into it and, and, and start something or even just start like the beginning stage, which is the research of what could I do here, that sparks that, that ignition within you and that, that lights you up and that fuels you. So there we go. You've got more energy. You somehow find the time between everything else because you're not doing Netflix and chilling. You're like, I'm researching this new project that I'm really excited about because it, it's fueling you. So there we go. You've got the time now and you've got the energy. So those are two of the main objections that people have. And all you need to do is actually start looking into the thing that fuels you, that gives you passion, that gives you drive. And those two objections like basically disappear. Definitely. You got to take the action. That's mm -hmm. one of the things that I tell people. I get asked all the time, how are you doing this? Because I currently still work full time at another mm -hmm. company and I'm doing this on the side. And yeah. plus I'm working on building my mini course, which is getting ready to launch and come out. Mm -hmm. And it's because I found my why. It's because I found, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. And mm -hmm. I will tell y'all, sometimes you have to take that journey to figure out what you are good at, what really mm -hmm. does spark you. Part of my journey started out at a, you know, at a network marketing company mm -hmm. and I still love the company. I'm still with them, but I found that that's not really what really sparked me, what really mm -hmm. ignited me. It didn't, it didn't sustain my why. Mm -hmm. And going with a group of women and finding out, you know, they heard my story and mm -hmm. they're going like, you need to tell your story. And mm -hmm. I sort of put that on the back burner because part of my story is pretty rough for some people. And it was like, is there anybody really going to be willing to listen to that? It, again, that doubt monster, that's what I call mm -hmm. it, the doubt monster that comes in because we don't want to believe in ourselves. We don't want to believe that we're actually capable of actually doing something. Mm -hmm. And then last year, I finally just said, you know what, I've got to finally start doing something. I love the company I'm with, but I'm going like, there is something more. And you're right, having that multiple streams of income. So leaders, if you teach your employees, associates, whatever you want to call them, if you teach them anything, I think one thing I would love for leaders to do is actually take the time to teach their employees about multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. I think number one, if you did that, your turnover rate, number one, would go way down. Number two, you're really teaching them something. And yeah. that's how your true wealth is actually built is on multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. You don't build it from just working one job. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I realized. And especially now, I mean, we have a resurgence of the coronavirus going on mm -hmm. and we're going to have more companies that are going to be closing. We're probably going to have be more people that are going to lose their job. And now is the time to really sit down 
if you're not going to do it now, then when are you going to do it? Because now is the time to really sit down, figure out what it is that you want to do. Even just take all of the barriers out of the way, write down your wish list, write mm -hmm. down the top three things that you really, really want to do and then go for it. Just yeah. like Nicole's talking about, be that wildfire. There's, you know, her podcast, your your title reminds me of this song that I used to listen to growing up. Mm -hmm. And part of the song in there is called Wildfire. Mm -hmm. And it's about not letting that fire die. And yes. don't let it die. That's all I gotta exactly. say. Exactly. I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. I mean, and and talking about leaders and, and leadership is that is the main thing that you want to do is take action. So I mean, even when you're saying look at all different multiple streams of income, what happens to normal everyday people is that we get bombarded by all this new information. We're like, what do we do now? Take action. Just take, choose something like research a little bit. And like have a deadline and then by that deadline, make a decision. Leaders make decisions quickly and stick to them. If those decisions end up being failures, freaking fantastic. Leaders fail all the time. <laughs> but they three. take action. Yeah. yeah. Three failures action. so far. <laughs> exactly. So leader, the, I mean, natural thing is about we've been taught in society and growing up and everything that failure is such a bad thing, but it's not. Yeah. Like, so we're so scared of failing that we like shy away from it completely. But the thing that I've learned is, is that leaders fail fast. They, they decide something, they fail fast, and then they turn it around. They go in a different direction until they find that one thing that's like, hey, this is actually working. And then they build on it and they they multiply that and they act, make it even better. But it's all about making that decision, taking action on that decision and not fearing failure. It's about embracing failure and being like, hey, well, every time I fail, I'm getting closer to my, my success. Because the real failure is not taking action. The real failure is being in the same place you are now six months from now. Or, or a year from now, or five years from now, or please, 10 years from now, please don't do that to yourself because that kills me. Like, if you know that there's something more out there for you and you've been thinking about it for such a long time, but it's like, I don't know if I can do that, take action, fail. It's okay to fail. And then you can build from there and just keep failing until something hits. That's Keep awesome. learning. And at the end of the day, if you got into the end of your life and you failed at absolutely everything, the regret that you're going to have is probably nothing because you're like, I failed good. I took action and I failed good. But if you don't do anything, you're going to get to the end of the life going, I wish I tried something different. Because I wasn't happy, I wasn't fulfilled, I wasn't there, I knew there was something more, but I didn't do anything. I wish I actually tried. So even at, even if you fail, which I mean, I'm guarantee you that if you fail and you fail again and you fail again, there is a going to be a point where you find success. There is because you're going to learn so much through failing. But if you don't fail, if you don't take action, you will just be in the same place a year from now, 10 years from now, 50 years from now. And that is the ultimate failure that is ultimate ultimate failure definitely so what is the biggest objection or 
no, let me reword this. The biggest objection that I hear most of the time mm -hmm. is that they are not really sure about how they really want to go about it. And part mm -hmm. of it is, part of that objection is, is a lot of people already see or quote unquote, think that the market is saturated mm -hmm. with what they want to do. So how do you handle that objection from clients when they're going like, but there's so many other people doing the same thing? Yeah. It's such an easy one because we live in a bubble. We live in an internet bubble and you are constantly seeing the things that you've scrolled onto, like the, the algorithm is going, hey, you you spent four seconds looking at this post. Even if you didn't click on it, they can see that you stopped and you started looking at that post. So they start showing you more of that. It shows you more of what you click on. So if there's something that you're interested in and you're like, maybe I can get into this and you start scrolling on these things and clicking on these links and doing things, the internet is showing you all the people that do this and showing you all the things and showing you all the similarities. So all you're seeing is your little bubble of, oh my gosh, there's so many people doing the thing that I want to do. And there's not. There's just that bubble. There's so much outside of this bubble that people don't even know what the hell a coach is. I found the other day, because I mean, I've been in that same place. Like so many people being a coach, like why would someone choose me? Like I've been in that place a couple of years ago and it's a constant thing. And so imposter syndrome and comparison, comparisonitis is a thing constantly and it's a thing that you have to get over. And just today, actually I was in a, in a group that Someone was saying, hey, I, I'm looking at like, something that I want to change in my career and I'm confused. And like when I was in high school, I went to a guidance counselor. Is there something like I'm, I'm 33 years old now? Like, can I go to like a guidance counselor for adults? And everyone posted, that's a life coach. She didn't know what to do. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, we think everybody knows go to a life coach if you need to change something or, or up your life or go to the next level or business coach, anything like that. But there's people out there that don't even know what a life coach is, what they do. I didn't know what a life coach is and what they did two years ago, three years ago. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't want to be a life coach. What is that? Like, I don't want to sit inside a room and be like, you can do better with your life. Like, I was like, no, that, that doesn't even make sense to me. Like, I was like, well, I don't want to do that. And then when I started researching and I was like, hey, this is a thing. So you're in a bubble and you're in a bubble because you've created that bubble through the things that you've clicked on in social media and, and Google and everything has now created this perfectly manicured little space of the internet for you. And that's all you're seeing. But there is a so much bigger world out there of all these people that need your service and they need your service because it's coming from you. So if you can show up as the leader that you are, that has the genius, then you show up online like that, people will resonate with you and want your expertise. So a lot of people go into an online space and they've got these transferable skills that they've had in the real world. Like maybe they've been in a corporate job and they're an epic leader in the corporate job, but now they're going onto an online space and they go, I know nothing. I'm a newbie. You're not a newbie. Yes, you might be starting an online business, 
but your experience as a leader and knowing the things that you do in your industry, you're not a newbie. So stop showing up as I'm a newbie coach and all that kind of crap. You're not. You're an epic, powerful leader. So show up like that and people will resonate with you and they will want to buy from you because of your energy and what you're putting out into the world. And there's so many billions of people on the planet that need help and need your expertise if it's a copywriter if it's a virtual assistant if it's i don't know website designers it's whatever it is they need you and they need your help and all you need to do is connect with them and sell your stuff and it's as easy as one two three done see that's awesome i love you (laughs) you're good I love it. I love it when somebody can be so transparent and, you know, especially when you can tell people cut the crap, Mm -hmm. cut it, you're done. Let's move on. And I absolutely love it. So as we're about Mm -hmm. ready to wrap up, what is one last nugget that you can give our audience? Oh, Oh, one last nugget. I think it's probably that you are capable. I think the one thing that you need to develop in your life is your your self-belief and your self-worth because there's so much that you can do in this world. And the the thing that makes that only one of the only things that makes leaders stand out and be different compared to everybody else is that they know their worth. They know they're powerful. They know they can make an impact. They know they can influence people. So if you can tap into that, into that leader that is already inside you, tap into your self-worth and build that self-belief through just literally taking action because, you know, confidence is built through experience and experience comes from taking action and taking action comes from having courage so if you can build the courage to start off with and actually take the action then it's just going to make this knock-on effect and eventually you're going to be this badass leader that takes no shit from anyone and is just this most powerful influential impactful person that is doing the damn thing so build your self-worth build your self-belief and actually take action definitely i love that that is a good last nugget and i loved it take action just go for it and that was actually in my um patreon group that i follow one of the things in there and it had my name and it said take action and i was like the universe is talking to me so i need to start listening (laughs) Take action. Take action. Go for it. So with that being said, Nicole, thank you for joining us on Unstoppable. It has been absolutely amazing. So I'd love to have you back sooner or later. And it's been really good. So everyone, like I always like to say, whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, you are unstoppable. You are the beacon of hope. And you are loved. Everyone have a good night. Thank you for coming on, Nicole. It has been awesome. Thanks, Dawn. Thanks for having me.